now have my undivided attention. Oh wow, you don't have mine now. You do now. You have mine because I've stopped tweaking. Um, I'm putting you, the. You're twerking. You're twerking. twerking. What? Oh, I was I was dancing like a uh, an offensive person last night. I was dancing some weird offensive looking, uh, probably racially inappropriate dance uh, oh, as part oh, of the oh. thing. Were you were you dancing as if nobody was looking, as the saying goes? Yeah, unfortunately, they were all looking. Oh, everyone's looking. Everyone's, everyone's looking. looking at me. Yeah, look at me, everyone. Look at me. Don't look at me. Look at me. Don't look at me. Um, that was quite fun. Uh, but now I'm putting the finishing touches. I'm tweaking the website for the Birmingham Podcast Festival. Oh, awesome, awesome. So this we did. Did we start properly yet? I assumed we had. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm more I always thinking... assume that when the, when the light goes red, then yeah. we're on. The, the, the bit where... No, it's okay. Um, that's cool. I, I, I can't remember the moment when it started, that's all. No, I'll figure that out. <laughs> In the edit, I usually, I usually find some point at which... Hey, that, that'll, that'll do. Sorry. Sorry to spring that on you. I was Probably being... Just drum roll. Then. Just do the drum And then, mm. I, then I just pissed on your chips. It's all right. Um, so that's so you press you press the button like David Guetta did. Yeah, I'll have to get that link for you. Um, I'm not going to explain it. You're just going to watch it later. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm okay with not knowing anything that David Guetta does. So uh, we have a website. Yeah, well, uh, we're about to. It's it's. A, I'm, I'm going to lift the um, lift the embargo shortly. Uh, I was just fi- finalising a few things. We've got seven, um, I think, mostly confirmed shows. So I want to. Um, double confirm with everyone because obviously we've had a venue and a date change uh, but I've confirmed with um, a couple of the uh, mm, I don't want to be mm, no I've confirmed with a couple of shows uh, uh, I've it. been uh, we've, we've got a super secret back channel I've been talking to some people oh this is exciting I've been talking to some of the other shows yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're discussing things yeah. so you know I know who's in yeah uh, so um, actually I don't know I don't know if I'm I'm in but I don't know if Runapod's in of course uh, yes Runapod's in yes no, no, I don't know if Runapod's in. Well, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for Nick. Oh, to... I thought it was. I thought I thought he said yes, but uh, I tend to do this a lot. Um, no, he he had a meltdown about it. Oh, oh, I shouldn't have said that. No, this is recording. No, you shouldn't have. Um, especially because he may have just carefully edited his meltdown out of the show right. uh, that's about to drop. Right, um, but I won't have listened to it. Okay. Oh. Oh dear, I don't like to be the I, I, mentioned it, I mentioned it to him just before we recorded mm-hmm. and he, he seemed excited. But he did but no, he he doesn't know if he's free yet. So. Okay, okay, cool. Oh, this is great material. Yep. Um good content. Good good content. But uh, I I'm I'm debating whether or not to do a to revive a show that I uh, there's two shows of mine that I regret not being able to um, take forward. And, yes, um, I know. Yes, uh, one of them I was listening to a bit of a couple of days ago because I was getting a, a website ready, and the other one um, is uh, the show that I finished last year. I, it, it did twelve episodes, and they they take time to put together. And I'm contemplating doing some sort of special reunion show. That I mean, it's not like anyone has is is knows what the show is or is expecting it or would be excited by it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh, it would be nice to do it. Can I, can I do the introduction on stage for you? Because um, <laughs> I think I might, I, th- I think I might be able to make a better account of it than you can. Yeah, I would think. I think you probably can. I mean, now I here's a show none of you have asked for. Exactly, none of you have heard of. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure you've ever heard it or heard of it. So yeah, it was your it was your Brum radio show. Yeah, it was. Um. um Cool. And the other one that you were talking about was your beautiful soundscape. Yes. Which oh, very, very it's nice. nice to have someone who 
knows the things that I do. Um, so we've had a couple of weeks where we've not been uh, we've not been around. We've missed one week, Mark Steadman. Don't you go? No, no, I was no, I, like in 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 the like. Oh, God, I'm, well, my brain's and I'm hungry. You're poorly, aren't you? You're a bit poorly um, today. I'm a bit 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 headachey, and it's it's mainly gone now. Um, no, uh, we. I meant that by missing a week, we've had. There's like a two week. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We've had a week off, <laughs> but we're back. Good. Uh, what have you been doing in that intervening time? Uh, <laughs> this is such a weird. This is such a weird. Why is this so weird, John? Why What's is that? this what, so weird? What is happening? What is even happening? Um, oh. Had I run a marathon last time I spoke to you? Or was no, that my I don't think you had. I've, I've run a marathon since I spoke to you. Dude. That went. That went okay. <laughs> um, Runapod.com if you want to know more. Yeah. Um, it was last week's episode, so there'll be a new episode up today. Mm-hmm. So you need to just uh, let me just get the, um, the uh, shot. Out of shot? It's not a shot, is it? Let me lean away from the mic and I'll just get. Oh, the... out of out of earshot, out of um, cardioid range. Uh, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Just uh, yeah. So the episode where I discuss. Uh, my marathon exploits is called Weird Little Table. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, lovely. So uh, that's going in the show notes. And because of, the, because of the theme I've used on Podium, I can't tell you what the show number is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's on me. That's on me. Well, it is. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so I did that and I went to the South Coast and. Um, Hung out with uh, some really cool dogs and also my family who own the dogs. Nice. And uh, I didn't, I didn't take part in a Twitch stream of a text adventure, even though that is the most classic Hickman move I've ever heard. Yeah. (laughs) That is so in my wheelhouse (laughs) and I wasn't able to actually commit to the time slot for it, but I did get to uh, watch part of a Twitch stream. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm delighted that you, you got to uh, you got to watch and chat from the sidelines and, and help. Um, yeah. So yes, it was. Uh, yeah, I had a, I had a multi back channel. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. I you, you know you know me. I kind of I live outside the rules. I could have created a Twitch account and then gone onto Twitch and then chatted through the chat room. Uh, but um, no, I just kept texting you. You could have joined the four or five people that were in there. Well, did you get some chat in there? Oh, we awesome. got a couple of little messages, yeah. Um, oh, nice. So that was nice. So we, we know we know some people watched. Uh, and then that episode went out on the feed yesterday. Uh, well, at the how, how first How did it come half. across as a piece of radio? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I tend, because, uh, so uh, listeners will probably know, I tend to ferociously edit the sort of main shows, if you like. Um, yeah but not so much the live thing. So when we did the TV watching episode, I didn't edit it apart from uh, a bit in the middle, um, but everything else oh, remained. Were we, were we bad? Did we do a bad thing? No, we just got grumpy. Um, oh, you and me? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I was going to gloss over it. I was, I was fine. Yeah. I was fine. Um, yeah, so I like... The, that, totally fine. Yeah, that, that I edited not, out because not I that was going to be a thing. No, no, not at all. Um... And so I haven't, uh, other than 
trimming and making sure that it sounds as okay as it can do, I've kind of left it as is um, because it's it's kind of nice to have a little um, little break. Because um, so you, you've cut it in two. Is it quite a yeah, long... well, it, it had a natural break because I I stopped and restarted the stream because I was getting robot voice from everyone on Skype, and it turned out mm-hmm. that that didn't come through in the recording, but it came through in my headphones. So I needn't have stopped really, but I didn't know that at the time. So I stopped the recording, and then we all had a piss and and did whatever, um, and then came back and did a bit more, uh, and then I think. Danny left halfway through that, and then me and John continued for a bit until we both decided we're not making any headway and went to bed. It's it's a phenomenally hard game. Yeah. It's a real, real tough game. So this is the the text adventure like you had in the 80s, because it was in, made in the 80s, of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And like with all iterations of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, it has some... Uh, deviations and hesitations hmm. um, and 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 is its own thing now when you when you say um i've written this book now it's oh, no sorry i've written this radio show now i'm going to write a novel now i'm going to write a tv show now someone else is going to write a novel and then someone else is going to make a film that's all fine because those things can just stand for themselves and whoever's got the, whoever's got the it's got the conch isn't it that's the, that's the phrase whoever's got the conch gets to tell the story the way they want to do it the trouble is when a game maker tells the story the way that they want to do it and you have one of the iterations of the story in your head, it makes it really, really hard to play the game <laughs> because you're playing against a template that you've already got in your head and they've got their own version of that template and they've got to tell it in a different way and so they're going to have to cut bits out and add bits in and snip things around and then put some deliver- deliberate curveballs in as well that are their own thing um and it makes it it makes it a crucifying experience (laughs) yeah well one of the one of the the points that i made on the stream is that it's it's strange because as we've talked about on the show um throughout all of the iterations arthur is a man uniquely without agency like he doesn't he doesn't do anything really that pushes the story forwards um apart from maybe say high forward and so when you kind of know that and then you come into the game, it's quite weird because you do everything. Um, and, and, but occasionally what you have to do is just wait and, and just type anything and just wait for time to pass. There's a lot of mm-hmm. that in this game that um, I, I find interesting because, you, you, you know, it, it's, it's turn-based, so you say something mm-hmm. and then the computer reacts. But then there's this sort of thread in the background where it's, it's not strictly time-based because a computer back then couldn't have it would have needed a set literally a separate thread um like a a separate process to be able to keep track of time so what it does instead is if you just type gblurgblurg or whatever it will respond with i don't understand that and then it will advance this next little thread so if there's something that's meant to happen after 15 minutes say uh you can make that 15 minutes happen by just typing gblurgblurg you know three times um and and so you you start to learn that fairly quickly it's like actually in some cases it doesn't matter what i do or say um this thing is going to happen um you know uh, which which actually um actually argues against your previous point because in that in that sense you don't have any agency because you are waiting for the game to allow you to to do the the next thing which is is a problem with games anyway i um 
it's a shame that it happens so early in the game, but the the bulldozer sequence mm. is a very very specifically time yeah in the in the sense of the in the sense of the game based sequence. So the more act, the more actions you perform in the house once you've seen the bulldozer. Mm-hmm the closer you get to uh, the crucial point where you have to make a specific action that will allow you to progress. Yes, and if you make... So at, at a particular piece of time, at a particular moment in time in the storyline, you have to acknowledge Ford and walk down the road. Yes, yeah, exactly. Go too soon or too, or too late. <laughs> That's it, yeah. And, and your bulldozer gets crushed and then you die for some reason. Well, in 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 the case of what we kept doing for the first few iterations is we we were lucky enough that we didn't look out the window too soon um yep. so we were always okay getting out of the house but it was it was at the point of being out of the house and then uh having the bulldozer bearing down upon us that we we kept making mistakes um either too many moves or making the wrong moves or getting up too soon which then obviously means um you know, your house gets demolished and then the Vogons happen. And, you know, it's so we, we, we ended up fairly early on deciding, oh, we, we better keep saving. And so we, we saved and then and, and restarted a lot because there's a lot of, you know, if you just want to get back to the bit where you were at, you've got to go through a lot of yeah. very obtuse language. You know, you can't put I think the dressing the gown. I shouted at you, wasn't it? Was save. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, well, you may have already known that. But. No, we 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 didn't, and I think John John then sort of must have read you saying saying that because I I wasn't keeping much attention on any screen other than um uh, other than the game really. So uh, yes, uh, but it was uh, it was good fun, um, and we may pick it up again. Um, I mean, we've still got to decide what we're going to do at the uh, podcast festival. The podcast festival. Yeah, we do. But just just do a, just do a straight up episode, mate. Mm. Yeah, or, or we could, or we could do it um, like a Who's Line style thing. We could shout out letters. Yeah, yes, I like that. Um, I still want to do a quiz. I was still. Oh, want to do a quiz. nice. Yeah, that'd, that'd be like a panel. Show. I mean, you say, you say that like as if we've had a conversation about this, which yeah, I've have. clearly forgotten. Yeah, we have on WhatsApp. All right, <laughs> and you poo pooed it. Did I? Yeah. What an arsehole. That's right. It's fine. Poo-poo arsehole. Um, so... <laughs> oh, God. Um, can you remember what homework we assigned each other? Yeah, I was going to run a marathon. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Did I mention that I ran a marathon? You totally ran a marathon. Uh, were you pleased with your time? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it wasn't what I wanted at the start, mm-hmm. but it's massively better than what I did last year. Oh, that's good. And... Um, uh, there's a there's a longer form version of this, this conversation on that episode of Runapod that that I that I linked to, so I won't overlabor the point. But essentially, I've only run twenty six point two miles twice, mm-hmm. and I've learned something every time. Oh, and when you're when when not to kind of poo poo people doing shorter distances and and also not to big up myself too too much because there are people who run much further than I do, but um, when you're running like five k a couple of times a week, you the the sprints as it were yeah. and the iterations are so much closer together. You can very quickly find out how you need to prepare yourself to run five k or ten k. Because there's not such yes, a big of course. Yes. And the, 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 the threshold at which you're kind of 
performing is is much much smaller and much less onerous whereas i kind of spend 16 weeks building up to a 26 mile run and then i did a 26 mile run yes and i was kind of expecting it to be right first time yes and then right second time and i have learned so much each time Mm -hmm. and so time number three be better and we'll be better better and Mm -hmm. better and better better. yeah of course um so all, all all in all uh yeah i was I was disappointed I didn't get what I set out to do, mm-hmm. but I've now got enough perspective to realize why I didn't do that. Um, and it turns out that it's it's uh, several marathons, not a sprint. <laughs> oh, nice! Before, before 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 you get it right, yeah. It was, it was um, and again, I won't overlay this point. If anyone's interested, they can go and listen to something yeah. else about it. But it was a crack, really, really cracking event, and I feel embarrassed that Birmingham can't put on a marathon for the second year in a row uh because they fucked it up last year oh so um to to loop you into this story because you may not know it birmingham had its first um full marathon in years last year i made a big song and dance about it and it was organized by the people who organized the half marathon on the same day as the half marathon and that means that it's therefore part of the same thing as the great north run and the great manchester run and all those great run Mm -hmm. events um and they fucked it they they chose a shitty route oh no that was basically two not quite two laps there was a kind of a unique bit at the beginning and a unique bit at the end and then two laps in the middle to make up the miles um which people hated (coughs) didn't really take you to interesting places that it could have taken you to um and um they took on board that feedback tried to get a new route and couldn't Mm. and so they're not going to run it again and the Liverpool Marathon, by by contrast, took you to everything in Liverpool that you would want to see. Yes. That's including making sure that you ran up Penny Lane. Oh, lovely. While Penny Lane was playing over a tannoy at the bottom of the road. Oh, you see, that's that it's that kind of thing I never would have thought that, that you would that you would do uh, at a marathon, and that's lovely. Yep. We went to the Liverpool football ground and we actually ran in the stadium. Not wow. on the pitch, but in the stadium. That's cool. You know, th- those are things that people are gonna go. Wow, that was great! Yeah, what a what a fantastic event. Running down the uh, one of the main drags in town mm-hmm. towards their town hall, um, and there was like a covers band up on the balcony <laughs> of town hall. So it was like you were on a parade with this band at the bottom of the street. Ran past the Cavern Club. Yeah, so I was going to say, do you do Matthew Street? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all the all the things. Yeah. Liverpool was just like, right, let's just get a checklist of all the fucking good things we've got. Yeah. And let's take all these tourists who've come to our town for a job. Yeah. <laughs> to all of them. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Missed so, the um, then. Yeah. I mean I know it's I know it's the brummy brand to say mm-hmm. that to do it to be like this, but you know, it's it's so Birmingham to mess that up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so okay, Birmingham well, to what, miss the point. What would you what would you take runners through in Birmingham then? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my that's sort of my point. Okay, well the canal's lovely. The canal's like some of the some of the parts of the canal yeah. are really really lovely. They're problematic to run on. Yes, um, yes, of because, course they are because they're canals. Um, well, no, I mean I run on them all the time. But yeah, I'm but you're one person. Yeah, doing a marathon. Is, I wouldn't organise an event no. because they're not there's not a railing. No. Um, so Liverpool docks, which they can run you across, and there is a railing. Yeah. Um, I mean they could they could put a railing and have a narrow section, I guess, mm-hmm. but. I think so. Let's let's start with the core principle of the city's big enough to run twenty six miles mm-hmm. without crossing your path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you shouldn't have to do lo- loops and laps. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 
is it a big enough city for that? So let's start with the, the position of let's take people along 26 unique miles mm-hmm. and then let's build out from there to the things we might want them to go to mm-hmm. and might want them to see. And, you know, I'm being a bit facetious going, oh, yeah, there's nothing here. I mean, there is stuff. There is stuff here. You could you could go around the football grounds. Yeah. Right? But those are landmark buildings. You can go to um, Edgbaston Cricket Ground, which, to their credit, Birmingham Marathon and Half Marathon do do. Yeah, you've got Cannon Hill Park. Um, you've got Bourneville, which is a, a nice place to run uh, run round. Yeah, so they, 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 they do go through those places. Yeah. And those are the lovely sections. Yeah. And if you're a marathon, you do them twice. Right. Uh, <laughs> they started the marathon last year in Alexander Stadium, which is the athletic stadium. Yeah. In, and that's... That had a nice sense of occasion to it. I didn't, I wasn't running it, but um, I saw pictures of it. And so to actually see people starting on the athletics track, I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, just kind of more, more of that, lads. Yeah, yeah. More of that. I mean, you can, you could run people out of the city mm-hmm. into the countryside and back. Mm-hmm. That would be nice for them. You could run them into North Birmingham, take them into Sutton Park. Yeah. That would be nice for yeah. them. Uh, <laughs> there, there are sites around the city centre that you might want to take them to. Yep. Um, I mean, running in the Licky Hills would be lovely. Well, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh well. So, so uh, tr- try, try better, Ben. Yeah. Try better, please. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. But... And your homework... Yes. ...was to carry on organising the festival. Well, um... Which you've done admirably. Th- well, thank you. Uh, yeah, so we... we uh, so, uh, as of... Um, Yesterday, um, we we now have a confirmed venue. I, I'm waiting on an invoice, which means that it's actually happening. Um, we've got uh, Saturday and the Sunday from three till nine pm. Nice. Yeah. Um, in a you know a really lovely, comfortable. Uh, you know, it's going to be great for a long form day because it's really comfortable to sit there. Um, so uh, it seats a hundred. So I'm going to really push for us to to max it out, um, and uh, and see how we go. Um, I mean, I, I kind of almost want all the podcasters to buy a ticket now that I'm thinking of the amount of space that we're going to be using up. But I'm not going to go there. But as long as the podcasters' friends buy tickets, then we'll be fine. <laughs> Do podcasters have friends? <laughs> well, mm, yeah, as well. I'm sort of banking on on that as being the, the main uh, the, the the main uh, audience body, but uh, we'll figure it out. Um, so we've got all these poor old mums who are going to be. That's it exactly. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. You all really have to listen to these two talking about running. I just want to listen to you talk about Spider Man. <laughs> I just want to see me sort on stage. Um, but we've got. I, I think I'm putting us as headlining, uh, as in beware of the left. <laughs> as headlining Sunday night. Um, okay. But headlining, because I think it's nice that, that two of the people what are organised in the thing help to close it out. Um, and so we'll do something fun and raucous. Uh, but the Saturday headliner, which I'm just going to double confirm, she's definitely coming. Um, so I've just got to tell her where she is in the lineup. I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, I went to the launch event of this on Tuesday. Uh, it is a podcast called Stories to, <laughs> Stories to Tell in the Middle of the Night. And uh, she will be doing Francesca Millican Slater, the uh, writer and performer of Stories to Tell in the Middle of the Night, will be um, delivering one or two stories as part of the festival. And um, having seen her perform a couple on Tuesday night at the launch event for the podcast and the book, um, that is going to be a really fun um, bit of the 
lineup because it's great to see um how she performs them and how they you know they might slightly change from the podcast versions and the and you know each live show is very slightly different so um yeah i'm really excited to uh, to see that and i think people will really really dig it um because it's very entertaining so i think i think we're gonna have a, a good couple of days um good fun couple of days so yeah nice Mm. That sounds that sounds um, pretty highbrow. I'm quite impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds this sounds all grown up all of a sudden. Yes, yes, that one is quite a grown up show, which is good. Um, and there may be another one that I've got to figure out. But anyway, yeah. So uh, I will be giving you jobs soon. <laughs> I already know what I want you to do. Um, oh. Yep. Uh, when we're there, my mum can't come. She's not. She doesn't live in Burnley. <laughs> uh, yes, I will. I will be. I will be giving you jobs. Um, okay. But yeah, so uh, it's going to happen. We've got very short time to get the tickets sold, um, get bums on seats. Uh, but I think it's going to be good. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of that. That's awesome. So, um, you would you like a couple of threads? Oh, of the week? That's exactly oh. what I'd like. That is exactly what I'd like, John. I, I've got some. I've got some humdingers. I've been saving them up. Um, this one, this one is great. You probably, you've probably seen this. It's not, it's not so much a thread as um, uh, one epic troll bomb, and then lots of people going, "What the hell?" Um, on the day of the royal wedding, did you see Billy Idol's tweet? No, because I was in London at a very strange event. Um, so no, I haven't seen anything. <laughs> on the day of the royal wedding. Billy Idol tweeted, looks like a lovely day in the UK for Harry and Meghan's wedding. And basically everyone's just tweeting and going, say the fucking words, Billy, say the words. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you were a bit blank for a second there. Yeah, no, 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 I, like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I knew exactly, as soon as you started saying it, I was like, I know exactly where this needs to go. And then for some reason I, I blanked and then came back again. No, like, absolutely. Just say the, say, say the thing, mate. Come on. <laughs> say the words, Bill. Say the words. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice day. Oh. To start again. Oh, Billy. It's, it's just great that he said that a lovely day. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sorry, that was a bit. That was a bit self-indulgent. I like that. Something no, that I, 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 I weeks ago, <clears throat> an actual thread here now, which I think is something that we can we can discuss, because I, this is one of those things that I that I saw and never understood. Uh, and <laughs> oh yeah, yes, I, yes, no. I, yeah, I saw it. No, I understand the tweet. Oh. I saw it. I observed it. <laughs> I was aware of it. It filled my brain, and I never challenged it, and Ooh. I never questioned it. And for some reason, I let it go. You know, first they came, <laughs> uh, and I didn't ask any questions. Um, and I wonder if your reaction to this is the same. Uh, this is somebody called Millie's tweeted. Remember that era where everything had a mustache on it? Absolutely cursed. Why was men's facial hair such a trend amongst ten-year-old girls? Why couldn't I go into a shop without seeing a row of shirts with mustache puns? Why was it a thing? So many questions. Do you remember this? No. This was a thing. No. This was a genuine thing. When you go into when you go into this thread, there are people um, going, "Yeah, 
uh, I have some sunglasses that have got a fake mustache attached to them. Um, now, that, that's not like Groucho Marx glasses. This is a pair of, I would describe them as Ferris Bueller glasses. Okay. With a chain hanging from each eye with a fake mustache hanging off of it. So it's like a dangly mustache. Okay. I'm starting to feel a little bit Mandela effecty. Like I've stepped into an alternate universe where this actually was a thing, when it definitely wasn't. Somebody comments, uh, I had a notebook that said, I must ask you a question. No. Some people got them tattooed on their fingers. It still bugs me because it made no sense. No, they didn't. Um, Now they did. Danny Smith. (laughs) Danny Smith. Fake. Had a mustache tattooed on his finger. Fake. This is a thing that happened, Mark. No. This is a thing that happened, and I can date it for you. Um, Karina was pregnant at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So this is between five and six years ago. Mm-hmm. She was quite heavily pregnant. Oh, in fact, no, I can tell you, right, what year is it now? 2018. It is. Correct? Correct. Correct. It was January 2013. Okay. I witnessed, I witnessed Danny Smith with a mustache tattoo on his finger at John Bounds' wedding. Ah. Because he used it to entertain my son. <laughs> he kept on holding it up to his lip. I go, I've got a moustache. No, I haven't. I've got a moustache. No, I haven't. <laughs> In 2013, Mark Steadman, there were people walking around with just like plain tees with like a one-color block print of a stylized moustache. There were bags with moustaches on. There, People were wearing earrings of moustaches. People were tattooing them on their fingers. Everybody did it, Mark. <laughs> no. This, this, yeah, this this completely passed me by. Um, like, this is the, this is a whole fad that uh, I I appear to be um, completely unaware of. I, I I really really hope when I send this to you that you're going to look at it and you're going to go, oh oh. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sort of hoping that as well. I think it lasted a year or two years, and there is nobody in this thread that I've seen, and I've read through a lot of Mm -hmm. it. There's a lot of people reminiscing about Claire's accessories Mm -hmm. being an entire shop of of stylized moustache jewellery. Okay. (laughs) Necklaces made of (laughs) moustaches. Nobody seems to actually know where it came from, Mm -hmm. why it happened or where it went. Nobody seems to own the moustache mm-hmm. as a concept at this time. There's no moustache trademarks. Yeah. Um, nobody retrospectively going back, like, um, was it BT who tried to uh, trademark or patent hyperlinks? Oh, I'd... probably. <laughs> I mean, that's a story that goes around a lot. There's um, somebody tried to uh, make us all pay for to use gifts at one point, didn't they? Uh, well, I think, I think they, yeah, I, I might be wrong, but I think they might have, because it was at the time, they probably had a legitimate claim to it, um, but nobody cares. <laughs> it's like with MP3s, like no one really cares that Fraulhofer or whatever the company was, like they actually did own the legitimate uh, patent, but nobody gave a shit. Um, and it's it was the same with gifts, I think. Uh, they, they probably had a legitimate claim to it, but nobody cared. Um so yeah, um interesting. Uh, no, like I'm I'm scrolling through these and, and nothing's happening. Honestly, no. 
Like this is completely. It it just I whether I had my head up my ass or whatever. Um, no, I mean you know there's cultural references like there's some gifts it's like you know Ron Swanson and that kind of stuff. Um, Ron Swanson wasn't connected to this. No, to no, this no, no, no. But people are just you know because he had a mustache. Um, there, there was a parallel trend at the time which also confused me, which I think I've I think I may have mentioned on this tape before, which was when I worked at the university and when the university was in Perry Bar. The um, late teenage, early 20s girls uh, were into a trend of, um, well, they were all carrying these bags, Mark. They were all carrying these handbags, and some of them had T-shirts as well. And they had, in the kind of like the I Love New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen those now. Yeah, badge-rounded type font. I Love Moustache. No, no, it wasn't I Love Moustache. Oh, that's what I've just seen. the same period. Right. They they had uh, I Heart PB. And then all the girls were wearing it, and we were in Perry Bar, so I assumed it was like some university branded mm. clothing and stuff that they were wearing. And I thought that's nice. Look at that a bit of pride in the school. <laughs> oh, you're such a that's you, you're such a company man that that would be your assumption. Bit of bit of bit of that's, love for B forty two. I love Perry Bar. That's the name of your campus. Brilliant. I heart PB. It's Paul's boutique, mate. <laughs> They were all yeah. wearing branded yeah. stuff from Paul's Boutique, and I didn't. No. I think it took me about four years to work it out, oh, to be honest, bro. I'm sorry. And I, I was like, yeah, I was at uh, Yes, Yes, No. <laughs> I mean, it could have been peanut butter, um, but yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I've never seen an I Love Lamp um, uh, T-shirt in the wild, but I used to see them all the time on uh, uh, old old websites back in the day, people selling the well, I Love Lamp T-shirt. And adverts for threadless. Yes, it probably was threadless. Yes. Um, yeah. So, like, it, it is. It is weird. And now I'm wondering. The company Lyft, L Y F T, who is, I think, almost, if not exclusively, if not completely exclusively, states side. Uh, they're an Uber, but nicer um, is sort of their thing. And um, for quite a while, they had big mustaches on their cars. Uh, and that was their thing. That was how you knew it was a it was a lift. And I wonder if it was around the same time. Obviously, not, not that we've borrowed the meme from them, but maybe they were capitalizing on this meme that definitely didn't exist in 2013 that everybody's made up. May I may I take some homework for myself? Oh yes. May I inquire with Danny Smith <laughs> as to what what the provenance yeah. of his tattooed mustaches i think it's worn off as well because yeah. i think i think your finger is a place that shreds sheds its skin mm-hmm. so so quickly that i don't think it's there or if it, if it is there it's very very faint i do have a very 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 vague memory of a tattoo being on his finger um and not ever having seen it but sort of knowing about it um so yeah uh that 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 is the one thing that i'm like ah, i could feel like maybe i had a discussion with him about it at some point um but yeah it, it would be fascinating to know uh what what the the provenance is i'm, I'm baffled by it yeah completely so my homework will be to find find out i'm gonna send you um i'm gonna send you one more tweet now and i want you to i want you to have a look at it because i need you to see the picture for this yep. one and then um then we'll get you some homework and then we'll uh then we'll call it a day mm. this this is um a, just a beautiful, stunning cell phone that's coming through to you right cell now. Cell phone, wow! Um, so you're going to see the original tweet, and then I'll uh, don't look at anything underneath it, and I'll tell you about it. 
you may have seen this before. <clears throat> so you're looking at a tweet from somebody called Cambrai Kawahini Koa, which is a complica complicated name, um, and uh, someone who claims to be a political news contributor. Um, it's someone on the on the MAGA scale somewhere, on the on the MAGA end of the American spectrum. The tweet reads, this, capital letters, this is what bravery looks like, not someone refusing to stand for the national anthem, hashtag Memorial Day. And uh, can you tell me what bravery looks like, Mark? Can you see the bravery? Bravery looks like a man um, mm -hmm. in black and white holding a gun in the air with a military uniform and, a, and a, one of the, the army hats on, um, yeah. sitting on... I can't is it just on a load of people yeah yeah essentially so so essentially what you're seeing is you, you're seeing two figures right one of them has their back to the camera yeah. and one of them is kind of looking across the across the plane of the photograph right yeah the um the person who's moving away is sort of running stooping but holding the other person in a fireman's lift a firefighter's lift yeah. we should call it um so it's almost like he's he's carrying this person perhaps this, this other person's injured the person who's on the back of the other one the guy who's looking across the frame he's pointing his gun out and he's firing like a rear guard action behind them so you're kind of looking at that and you're imagining wow one of these one of these people's like running carrying his injured mate and his injured mate is shooting yeah. like like some moves i've done in a computer game once that's yeah. wicked and that mark is what bravery looks like there is of course and i've already trailed it there is a big cell phone here and cell phone... Right. You're, you're referring to a thing and i don't know what it means when you say what, cell, cell phone, phone what does that mean a, a cell phone okay when you do something so fundamentally so monumentally yes, stupid a self you just ha uh, hyphen own okay self hyphen, hyphen okay. own yeah um, I thought you kept saying uh, cell phone, cell, cell phone, cell phone, and it was a thing that I didn't sorry, understand. Sorry, no. sorry. Now I came, ac I came across this because of somebody pointing out the self, the cell phone <laughs> of it all. The thing, the figures that you're seeing are actually uh, two dolls. Ah, and it's part of an an art project that I've never heard of, which is absolutely fascinating. And the art project is called Marwencol, M-A-R-W-E-N-C-O-L. Mm -hmm. And um, let, me, uh, let me read out the tweet that points it out. This is from Amelia Mag Mangan. This is a photo of two action figures taken by Mark Hogenkamp, a photographer who created a fictional universe called Marwencol to pass his feelings about violence and masculinity after being nearly bashed to death for being a crossdresser. So, yes... This is what bravery looks like. Oh, lovely! Um, this this chap he he was he was literally beaten to a pulp, kind of in a coma, not expected to live. He survived, and as art therapy, he's built this World War Two diorama. Mm -hmm. It's a whole town, and it's fully functioning. And he changes what happens in it according to the seasons. It's all outdoors, and um, he relates to all of the characters in the scenes, and he gives them the things that they need. So if he feels like um, I was reading some reading up on it, if he feels that they need entertainment, he builds them a cinema. Mm -hmm. If he feels that they would want a drink, then he builds them a bar. Uh, if he feels that they're cold, he changes all their clothes and changes all their dress. And he gets down every day taking photographs of the things that are happening in this kind of universe that that he's that he's building. But apparently, this this image is used constantly by the MAGA people. Yeah. 
in this kind of sense and it keeps coming back so it's like it's like a whole meme of them presenting it as um thank you for your service stuff and then the libs going you absolute douche what are you doing um there's a there's a documentary about Mormon Cole on Netflix apparently, which I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna check out because it does sound like a really fascinating piece of work. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there you go. You learned something today. Self own. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also learned that this this is kind of fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like absolutely fascinating. And I mean, all the, not not taken away from him, but also what is fascinating is is you know, um, right wings right wing people's um affinity for laziness and um not being very bright um and not thinking uh-huh. through a thing uh and just appropriating an image and taking the first blush glance at it and not actually mm-hmm. doing any digging because it's easier to do that than actually show any form of uh, brains so that's um yeah that's really interesting there's a one final kicker to the uh, the person who tweeted the the picture, which is I did see someone in, in the thread underneath her picture point out that in her bio she says she's a native Texan, and then she's put a Chilean flag next to her. <laughs> next to oh her. God! <laughs> People be stupid, yo. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I shouldn't shouldn't laugh at people making mistakes. Anyone can make them. Anyone can make a mistake. I mean, maybe that's what she was because Texas. Likes to think that they invented chili, so... Oh, it was a pun. Maybe. <laughs> pun or play on words. <laughs> Do you have any threads that you wanted to share with me? Uh, I did, but they're not as good. Uh, it was I can't remember what it was. Um, uh, oh, you got to write them down, mate. <laughs> I'm sure I did. I'm, I'm certain I did. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I've not been... Um, uh, I don't know what the word is, but I've, I've not been... I haven't thought too much to, to go back uh to look because you've you've trumped um you've trumped my my threads uh so i'm uh, i'm very pleased with that um cool we need um talking of uh of appropriating symbolism and language we need a new word for trump yeah we do in the sense that we just used it yeah i think uh the illusionist uh tackled that at some point oh i think they may have done yes Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What did they come up with? Oh, I'm not sure if they actually came up with it. I'm not sure if Helen came up with a solution, but uh, it was it was addressed that that is an issue. Um, yeah. Because, uh, uh, yeah, and I think it has a very slightly different meaning in the States anyway, because um, they, they don't have the game Top Trumps, but they, they do use Trump in a, in a similar but very slightly different way, I think. Um, but obviously now, not so much. Mm. Well, uh, yes, homework-wise then, what am I going to do? What am I going to do, John? I don't know. I think someone's about to come in, come in the room here All as right. well. So there'll be some noise in a second, but that's fine. I'm cool with it. Um, what do you need to do? Um, should we both try and find that documentary and watch it? Uh, I think we should both watch the documentary. I've linked up uh, Marwin Cole uh, in the show notes, and you can get to the documentary from there because it's on the, it's on the website. Um, nice. So, um, yeah, uh, those with access to that particular film on Netflix, watch it. And, and yeah, I will I will make that part of my uh, my viewing Sweet action. Right, I'm going to rock and roll yep. before people come in this room and, and do things that they want to do because mm. I'm squatting. Yes, indeed. I'm not. I'm sitting down on a chair, but sure. you know what I mean. Sure, sure, sure. Right. See you later. See you tomorrow for Leopard.